this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. September 25th, the new Fox Tuesday kicks off with New Girl's new season. Then, welcome Ben and Kate. Stay away from my sister before you find out what six years of Rob McGaugh feels like. Well, like, year and a half plus, like, four years on and off I was traveling. Followed by another all-new New Girl. What am I looking at here? Pure, unadulterated friendship. And the Mindy Project. <laughs> Can't believe you're tattling. Tattling is when a little girl does it, okay? When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. The new Fox Tuesday premieres September 25th on Fox. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. Set. Here it is. Remember? Oh, yeah. Nice. All right. Well done. So if you can tell, tonight was the Britney episode of Glee, the second time of it. Um, Britney's back, guys. Britney is back. She's officially back tonight. Yes. And we are back doing another Glee after show. Bing is for doing, and we love doing these Glee after shows for you. So, um... As we mentioned, this is Brittany 2.0. It's the second episode of season four of Glee. Can't believe we're already to season four. And I'm Stephanie Wanger, and I'm joined by all four, or all three of my co-hosts, four of us total. (laughs) And um, so I'll let them introduce themselves. Hey, guys. I'm Christian Lopez. Hi, I'm Marissa Serafini. And I am Sarah Mendoza. 
And we can just jump right into this episode. I think we were all so <sighs> excited about it. So good. Love it. I mean, yeah. can we just finally exhale? Because yeah. I feel like the whole time we're just like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God, this is amazing. Well, I love that we're all Britney fans because there's yes. some Britney haters out there. And tonight we were just like all having fun, grooving to Britney's old jams, you know, and just enjoying her music. Exactly. The stuff that made her so famous back in the day. We kept having impromptu dance parties. Let's let's. <laughs> And, and, Let's just be real. and singing. I think we're doing some glee harmonizing ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> and the great thing is, Britney's such an icon these days, and it's she is someone that we all, like our generation, grew up with. So that's great reason. I'm mean, excited. And like this episode, she's making a comeback. She's on X Factor. I think she's doing well. Some people might not agree, but I think she's got her poise back. I know. I wanted to see a little cameo from Brittany. It's all in the Fox family. So I was sad to not see that happen. I definitely think it was part of their plan, though. Like, Brittany's going to be hosting X Factor. Why don't we do a Brittany episode right after X Factor? And the fact that they actually did plug X Factor in to the show. Brittany was probably watching tonight. Maybe she's listening to her after show now. Maybe she is. <laughs> she can call <laughs> in. If, she, if she's yes. listening, call in. And Go for it. Yeah, please. <laughs> please do. Um, but let's get into the episode here with the Britney meltdown, um, Britney S. Pierce. Um, she kind of was struggling in this episode. We see her, I think, for the first time coming back. Um, and she's uh, didn't graduate from McKinley. She's back for another senior year got kicked off as head cheerleader so really kind of you know at the bottom of the McKinley barrel in a lot of ways um she's not on top anymore that's for sure well that's the thing is they kind of opened up the episode and she kind of started her voiceover with like (laughs) I'm back I'm on top I'm head cheerleader I'm head of the glee club da 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 so it was kind of like you know they they showed her like at her at her prime. Yeah, at her pinnacle, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then, you know, just, uh, you know, and synonymous to Britney Spears' actual career, they kind of showed the breakdown. And that was, it was all right, right on yeah. point. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. <laughs> the thing totally with, reflected it. they always make it a joke, you know, Britney's downfalls and all her imperfections. Um, but what was a little bit different about how they did it in this episode is although they did have that element, it was pretty serious at some points you really saw that she was struggling and borderline depressed and she needed therapy although it was kind of funny how they were doing it with her they they were showing a little bit more of that side where yeah it could be all fun and games we could tease people who are like this but it's real for them you know she misses santana she's off the cheer squad she's depressed eating (laughs) cheetos every and whatever else every five seconds yeah they've reflected britney's downward spiral in a teenage perspective right which i enjoyed i completely agree i also thought it was interesting though because the episode was very much about how the glee club supported her and mm-hmm. brought her back into their circle and kind of did the same with some of the other characters and we'll get into that a little bit later on but i just felt like with Brittany, it was interesting to see her because she was so on top and you see that at the beginning of the episode and to spiral downward and 
the saddest moment for me was seeing the head shaving. I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was really unfortunate. That was hilarious. Oh my goodness. I mean, it was really funny. Like, they, they took that moment. I, I like yeah. what Christy pointed out. It really is synonymous. It parallels Britney Spears' rise and fall and yes. you know the, we saw even the paparazzi because we've got what's his name Jake yeah, Jacob, Jacob. Yeah. the little reporter at the it. high school he was a paparazzi for the evening and he was badgering her amidst her breaking down yeah and she definitely went t on like TMZ and like <laughs> yeah. freaked out he went TMZ and she was freaking out so there was definitely very rep- representative of everything that Britney Spears has had mm-hmm. happened to her mm-hmm. in the last little okay. bit um, but she also had some funny moments. We had her using Kiki for Surrey. Which <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. So she totally made it up again, you know, in her head, in her <laughs> little loopy head. Mm-hmm. I just think it's amazing, too, how Heather Morris can just play <laughs> such a funny character, and like, but so complex at the same time. Like, you right. really believe that this girl, Heather, is really Britney, you know? Like, that is her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to, like, look up videos of how she actually is in interviews. Because yeah. I can't picture her any other way. She plays exactly. it so well. I believe, yeah. yeah. She, I think she's, like, a calm, normal, collected person. The interviews I've seen with her, not at all this crazy Britney character, which just tells you how great an actor she is. And yeah. her one-liners, they're so simple, and yeah. but they're so effective, too. Right. right. Like, an effortless, so, like, delivery. Yes, totally effortless. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a night where her. we just try to deliver Britney like I know. I I feel like we need to pull some of these Britney lines and have it be a special segment. Um, But to go on in her storyline, so we kind of see her struggling and then um, also struggling in school. She's failing out of math and we see her make that cartoon um, (laughs) on the back of her math test. And she likes crayons a lot. That that was something we learned. Um, And her (laughs) writing looks a little like a second grader's and just feel bad. Very childish and doesn't seem to understand that like it's important to focus on school and so you see that's the reason why she's kicked off the cheer squad and um, GPA. she's not she's not really taking it seriously yeah and so finally people come to her rescue and this was really sweet um mr Shu and emma and sam all come to her rescue in different ways so yeah. i what did you guys think of um sam kind of supporting her but that was a surprising mm. little connection yeah. that was i thought it was really interesting and you know because britney is such a simple person i think sam had to make it very apparent to her like i am here for you right. and this could be something <laughs> you know just like giving the viewers like hint hint i really am gonna be here for you you know what i mean yeah i like the fact the fact that sam's the one that's been reaching out to everyone so far because mm-hmm. last week he reached out to marley this week he's reaching out to Brittany. so i feel like he's he's just that go-to person who will like just comfort anyone who's having a hard time right He's definitely turning over a new leaf, but I also have to say that there was a little bit of chemistry um, between him and Brittany. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. Tweet me if you disagree and tell me, like, no, they're just friends. But I don't know. There was just this moment where I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's going to I mean, it did cross my mind because they're obviously very comfortable with each other. She had her head on his shoulder, but I think it was just a moment of them being really good friends and they've been through the Glee Cup together um so they obviously know each other very well he knows how much she misses and loves santana 
Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was total foreshadowing. Like when I meant like, you know, uh-huh. I'm here for you. I thought it was like, hint, hint, like let's totally make out soon. Yeah. You know? see, I was like, <laughs> it was this moment of like, Santana's not here and I'm sitting right next yeah. to you. So, right. yeah. you know, this could totally happen. Do you guys remember um, last week, I, who was it? Was it Marley that was saying that Jake was cute when he was singing and then Sam ca- got kind of jealous and he was like, no, he's not. So I feel like Sam's maybe just reaching for attention from other women because Mercedes isn't there. Oh, yeah, and nice. it's true. Yeah. We haven't seen Mercedes back yet. She, Quinn, Finn, and Mike all Mike. are not <laughs> not there, not um, hanging out, on, no. at least on our not episode yet. two of Glee. Missing. Yeah, and it's sad. I know we miss those characters. We were figuring out who was missing, and we're just like, oh, that's sad. We want to know what's up with them, too. We can't leave our Glee family yet. Yeah. Um, and uh, so let's talk a little bit about Rachel in New York. Oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> I, I loved every part of it. I love the fact that there is somebody that can put her in her place. Because, you know, she's coming in as a new student, a new freshman. And obviously, that's really it's a really hard thing to go from the star in the spotlight 24-7 to just, you know, mm-hmm. a nobody at the bottom of, mm-hmm. you know, the food chain. But in order to be great, in order to be a real star in the real world, you're going to have to take that. And I appreciated everything that, you know, Miss July did. And I loved learning about Miss July's backstory. backstory. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. Yes. YouTube. I, yeah. I couldn't, <laughs> agree. I couldn't agree with you more, though, about learning to take criticism. And which brings us to a perfect good point. If you have any criticism or comments for us, you know, hit up iTunes, let us know, comment, rate us. So hit us up. We yes. love hearing your comments. And um, <laughs> go to iTunes, search After Buzz TV Glee, download us, rate comments, five stars, five stars. <laughs> yes, exactly. It helps Tell us. Friend, Happy faces. We read all the comments. Yeah, it helps us know what you guys like and maybe dislike, and also, you know, can lets us continue to do great programming. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. Woo. And if, you, so, if you say something nice, we might give you a shout out too. We yeah. shout out like Watchtower Base. Yes, hello. Thank we, you for watching. Yeah, us. We, yeah, we love, love, love all shout your out. comments. So let's um, jump back to Rachel here, and she, um, yeah, is definitely struggling in New York um, in a completely different way than Brittany is, though. Um, her dance teacher is coming down hard on her, and I think this is the first time we've seen her get real criticism she's struggled to fit in before but about her performance i don't feel like at glee, in glee club she ever was like had problems with that right now it was like i i feel where uh cassandra july she she was coming from a real place her we found out in her backstory that she had harsh criticism and so it was only fitting that she would give the harsh criticism back you know what goes around comes around and I, I think it was it was actually really on point. And it, it's something that Rachel could actually take into consideration and learn from it. I I um, agree and disagree with some of it. Like, I, I think that, yes, Rachel should have to undergo constructive criticism and learn how to deal with that and, you know, take it and better herself. But I feel like Kate Hudson's character, uh, what's her name? Cassie July. Mm-hmm. I think... 
I thought she was wrong. Like, I thought she rocked it in that performance. And it was just, for me, just a snotty thing to do because she was trying so hard to prove herself to her. Like, I think it's, she, she's probably doing this revenge thing because she had to go through all this, this crap in her career that she's taking it out on this new girl you know who might be going down the same path or whatever i feel like there's definitely a stereotype of the performing arts teacher who goes back to high school or college and it's like they didn't succeed in whatever career path they chose singing dancing what have you and they come back and are are just bitter about it and i feel like she's kind of playing that stereotype up for sure that's the kate cuttinson's Mm -hmm. character but rachel let's talk about that rocked her performance it was so rocked it it was really uber sexual though it it was was a bit different for rachel because if we saw rachel three years ago doing this we would have never thought it would happen exactly see this type of performance like so yeah wow it was just but i'll be honest i still feel like i wasn't convinced by it I'm sorry. Like, really? it was good and it was sexy, but almost too overtly sexy, where it was too apparent that you're trying to be sexy. You know, like, what's mm-hmm. w- what Britney brings to the table when she performs it is there's still that teasing factor where, like, you don't know what's to come or whatever. But, like, this was like full on straddles and, you right, know, yeah. people underneath each other. And from, yeah. a, from an artistic standpoint, I feel as if, you know, if I were to be Miss July, I would give it harsh criticism as well. For me, it felt more like very burlesque, you know, which is, which is a choice. It's very risque. And you're right. Maybe she's not naturally the most sexiest person. That's why you think of that separation. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because if Kate Hudson did the exact same thing, you'd be like, oh, my God, like yeah. sweating yourself. Amazing. Like, dear, <laughs> dear God, you know, that was amazing. But Absolutely. maybe she's just trying to get, you know, get comfortable with it or whatever but at least she's trying for me it felt like kind of a break in the character i thought it was an amazing performance but it's not really a rachel thing it's it's this completely 180 degree turn and it more reminded me and this may be because i'm such a glee fan that i know all of this but um like when leah michelle is on the cover of gq or those kinds of magazines and she poses in those sexy ways it felt like leah michelle doing a performance which is fantastic it just didn't necessarily fit the character for me i guess but and, if you oh go ahead oh uh, and I, I was just gonna point out uh the outfits that they were wearing because glee is very uh, as you can see they're very colorful mm-hmm. and happy and vibrant and new york is they're they're all black and mm-hmm. it's just like so stoic and dark darker bit and even in last week's episode rachel was still wearing red and everyone else was wearing black. But this performance, she was wearing black again. So she's, like, transforming into a New York. Right. That yeah. New York vibe. And I think the stylist for the show has talked about that that is an intentional choice that they're making, that they want this new Rachel to emerge in New York City. Yeah, so, right. I mean, that's exciting, I guess, in season four to have a character switch in that way. But it just feels very quick. I guess it's episode two when it's right. 180 yeah. degrees from where we were at. But if you think about Rachel, she is... Uh, like all in type of character where she wants to go you know feet first head first whatever the the saying is and just give it her all and here she encounters a woman who doesn't think she has talent and she just wants to try so hard in my opinion to give her what she thinks would be you know a good performance so she's like okay well i'm gonna be the most sexiest person and yeah it's not really her but Mm -hmm. she's gonna try and do it anyways but that's so rachel too because we've seen throughout all these seasons that rachel will do anything to get people's approval yes yeah and she's not getting uh miss july's approval so she's going over the top Mm -hmm. in order to 
get that good criticism. And when I decided when she said that you're appropriate for a Shrek role. Oh, that's like at least give her Fiona. Fiona. But she enlists Brody's help, um, definitely to get to that sexy point. And mm. he kind of is giving her a very clear message. It, she, he was like, "I think you're sexy. I can make you sexy in this performance." And <laughs> yeah, yeah it, exactly. It, yes, it was. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Here it is on the <laughs> yeah. screen right there. Yeah, exactly. So For those of you listening, we're watching the very scene. Yes, and so it's absolutely was kind of that moment where you're like, oh, he clearly likes her, and he, he wishes more than likes her. Yeah, Finn is out <laughs> of the picture, and we see by the end of the episode, he goes and visits her in Kurt and her loft, which we'll talk briefly about in a second. But um, he. Um, and he admits how sexy she was and how he loves dancing with her, tries to kiss her. She kind of pushes him away and doesn't want that to happen. But he admits every time he does anything with her, that's what he's going to be thinking about, that he just wants to kiss Ooh, her. And, yeah, and sweating again just thinking about the scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was one of the most heated moments of Glee. Because, right. yeah, Glee is not a very sexual show overall. And, yeah, that was definitely a heated moment for Glee. And Kurt and Rachel did move in together. We just briefly mentioned it. And that's super exciting, too, yeah. for her. So in this, what is that, apartment? What is that place? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. completely like a loft. empty it's like a yeah. factory. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it is. It reminded me of, like, something you would see in Rent. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Is that what Rent. they call a flat? Where anywhere Let us near <laughs> near New York can you ride your bicycle? Have no. that much like, kind of that's space. impossible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, um, every person I know who lives in New York, it's like, oh, this is your apartment. It's like the size of and half for of this room. dollars yeah. too. That's <laughs> yeah. And, but just like you know, going back to Rachel and um, oh gosh, Hottie, uh, Brody. Brody, Brody. I mean, it's like <laughs> just to break down the perspective. It's like that was really strong of Rachel to do. To, you know, it's obviously she still loves Finn and cares about him so much. I mean, she was just talking about him right before he came to the door, and the fact that a man was coming to her, you know, for her support when she's feeling very weak and vulnerable. Like that took a really strong young woman to be able to kind of like you know back off but let's just say that there obviously is a change happening because she did paint over yeah, his name yes. at the end of the it, in a episode high, so yeah and well, I mean, when, you're, when your man's not calling fans. you and you haven't heard from him for more than a month if that were me like two weeks ago it would have been me and Brody yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> That's why I was kind of like, you're Wait, stupid, right. just kiss it. But I'm like, oh my God, good girl. Wow, I'm proud of you. Except I'm really pissed off at you at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So as we've talked about time after time on the show, I'm a huge Finchel fan. Yes. But I totally agree. If he doesn't call you and right. he's just ignoring you, and you have this great guy who is supporting you in every way in great. New York. Great, much great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Um, yeah, it, it might He's be time to move on. And I, I hate saying that because I want them to be together. Sorry. Well, why, yeah. would, why would a woman, why would Rachel want to be the only one doing anything in, a, in, in her relationship? Like, why would she be the one to try calling Finn, Finn or, you yeah. know? But we did see Finn set her free. And Finn purposely left the picture so she can go and be on her own. Mm-hmm. I I totally agree, but I 
I just want, and he is in the army. It, that, that's where we left it. That mm-hmm. he was going to the army, so he may not have access to a phone. Or there, yeah. there are other mm-hmm. issues that. He, well, they, we don't know that he's in the army yet. No, that's true because we haven't we seen him yeah. this right, season. So, <laughs> oh, but where we left off, we assume he, he was going to the army, so he may not have access to way a way of talking to her. But still. You got to make it happen somehow, and right. it seems like Brody's there, and it's kind of yeah. In the end, montage one of the end montages where they're cutting to like her just looking at the wall with her painting that says Finn. I I, I kind of wish that instead of that, because it was so corny, like they actually cut to wherever in the world Finn is and what yes, he's doing, yes, so great. we know what's up with him. Just a glimpse of Finn. yeah. Yeah. We've got some eager fans that are waiting to see just you know just see his face for one second. <laughs> I read, yeah. I think I read on a Twitter this week that he was filming in Philadelphia. I don't know what he's doing in Philadelphia. Mm. I don't have, but that's mm. um, something that he apparently is doing. So, <laughs> I mean, it's according to Twitter. So you know, so that's very credible. Okay. Take it with a grain of salt, <laughs> as always. Um, but so. If you're into Glee and everything that's going on on Glee, because this season has been so good, you're going to love the new Fox comedies um, that premiere September um, next week, September 25th at 8 p.m. It starts off with a new New Girl. Yes! I cannot even wait. I I, freaking love New Girl. I know. (laughs) I can't get enough of that show. We have, like, my friends and I oh, have man, viewing yeah. parties. We love it. Well, you <laughs> girls have to watch it. I mean, like, you literally crack no. up, like, dying laughing. This I've been told to watch so it, and funny. I'm going to get to it. Yeah, yeah and yeah. so that's a fantastic show. So that starts off at 8 o'clock. Then you have a new show also from the producers of New Girl called Ben and Kate, and I was able to check out the premiere episode of it. I watched it, too. So funny. Funny. Oh, cool. And I love the brother-sister dynamic, because I have a brother that's really close to me in age, too, and it, if you have siblings, it's like totally relatable. Oh, my God. Love it. it. And you and I will die, because we get a second all-new episode of New Girl um, <gasps> at 9 that's o'clock. Right. Oh, my God. That's so right. So good. <laughs> so amazing. And then I know all these Office fans um, will love Mindy Kaling's new show mm-hmm. um, that so finishes off the night, funny. The Mindy Project. And um, hilarious. So good. She plays a doctor. And it's just like all of us, 20-year-old girls, what you go through in dating and jobs and balancing it all is so relatable. Love the show. So, oh, that's so awesome. Sounds good. I so hate that my TV's not working right now. <laughs> so all of you guys have to watch it for me. I know. <laughs> We need to have record over me or invite me over. <laughs> I know exactly. I was Girl, like, you can come here any day. Exactly. <laughs> we can. Uh, we can totally make that happen. So the last new kind of couple of the the night mm-hmm. here was Marley and Jake. Wait, it's the couple that never was though, because yeah, oh. <laughs> potential couple. Can we call it a potential couple? Yes, let's call it the potential, potential. couple. Something's going on. It's there. a work in progress. Yes, absolutely. They um. She obviously wants to be with him, and oh yes, oh that scene on the stairs, oh, the corny, oh, corny, oh, corny scene. It, it was a bit over the yeah. top. Oh, I mean, I think I've admitted this before on AfterBuzz. I love cheesy things, like can't get enough of cheesy television, and I this was a little over the top for me, but it, but there was the singing was unbelievable, um, for sure, and they. I don't know. I just, I feel like they have good chemistry, though, between them. I mean, their voices together are just, like, yeah. angelic, you know? Mm-hmm. 
those are two voices you want to hear together. And uh, the thing was, I liked the most was the womanizer number going into their whole, you know, matchmaking or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. thinking that she's going to be like this strong woman, like don't fall for him, da da da. But she, you can't help who you, you know. Sometimes you can't. You just can't help it. And then sometimes when you know you can't have it or you shouldn't have it, you want it it even more. more. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) So true. (laughs) But I I love the fact that uh, going off the corniness factor and how cheesy it it (laughs) a bit was um, the fact that uh, he gave her his jacket. <laughs> I mean, it was just so predictable, right? Yeah. yeah, so predictable. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, LA heat. It was yeah. it looked like the sunniest <laughs> day in but LA. We've all done that ourselves, though. When we were in high school, we were with the boy we have a crush on, and you're just with him. I you're mean, like, oh, I'm getting kind of cold jacket. right now. And, like, and that's legit. And that's like legit. When you get a jacket, it's like, okay, yeah. this is getting yeah. serious. <laughs> it's so true. We've all done it. Uh, but that's like one of my favorite things about Clee is that it's so nostalgic for high school and everything that you kind of go through in those high school relationships including what happens to them next which is he this uh the mean cheerleader uh kitty kitty (laughs) kitty comes up to poor marley and says oh he's my boyfriend now and it was a hard moment Uh, to watch i think (laughs) it it was harder that um that Marley had to give the jacket, like literally take it so off and dramatic. give it to Katie. Yeah. yeah, the jacket in just... high school is like the key to everything. It's like yeah, when you're wearing the guy's jacket, you're right. you know in that relationship. Yeah. But and literally taking it off and just breaking that up. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it really does symbolize like it officiates kind of your relationship and. It, it was one of those things, too, where you did not expect Kitty to come around. Like, you thought, like, oh, this is going to work. Yay. By the right. end of this episode, they're going to be an item. And then Crazy right. Cheerleader uh, comes in. With of course. Kitty and Jake being together, it's just like, you know, they belong together. They're they're both hard asses. Excuse my language. They're, you know, they're not yeah. they're not the nicest people. They're both kind of bullies, you know. But then if, if he had dated, if he had stuck with Marley... I think she would have been the person, or maybe she will be later on in the season, to, like, turn him around. Uh, she's she's the girl next door. She's the sweet girl, the daughter of the lunch mo- the lunch lady, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. that Jake is a little lost right now, though, and we see Mr. Shoe and Puck comes back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so amazing. Um, and tr- to try to put him on the right path and get him into the Glee Club, and he actually does end up joining the Glee Club, but... After he has all these issues with Marley, he doesn't know where to sit, and it just feels like the first day of high school. So confused, and right. so I think he's gonna—you're gonna see a lot of struggle with him. I loved uh, Puck's pep talk. He just came back so mature he's and so, so, so more <laughs> well-rounded as a human being, and just to like experience because Puck had a hard time, and he knows what his brother's going through, and he just came from the heart. So um, true. By the way, one of my favorite lines, um, Pac saying that he has to go back to L.A. He's dating the third runner-up on the back. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> that was too phenomenal. Good. That was too good. <laughs> so good. And I was like, that's he, that's not even just a line. Like, that's true. Like, yeah. He's probably legit yeah. actually going to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it might be an L.A. joke. Like, we all live in L.A., so we, we appreciate it. But I feel like it might transcend that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
there's but truth that, behind that's where that. he's still kind of the same puck you know mm. he still does those things mm-hmm. but he's more mature and like what Mercy said in that he'll actually take the time to reach out to those to his younger brother and help him out mm-hmm. give him some words of wisdom yeah yes really quick I just wanted to go back to Marley and Jake's number together. The crazy, you know, I like just the way that they rearranged that song. And obviously we opened up with the actual original version, but just like to slow it down and kind of like symbolize like their lives are a little bit crazy. You know what I mean? They're on totally different levels of the social status. And, um, you know, what you do see is that I think Marley makes Jake like... It brings out his softer side, obviously. Everybody else sees the superficial, hardcore, badass, when really he is like a, a caring guy. Just how Puck is, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, definitely the hard exterior and, and the good guys underneath it. And that's always what I felt like Puck was, was the good guy, but just had, you know, a, layers. Yeah, layers mm-hmm. and just a very hard shell on the outside. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I just thought of Shrek again. <laughs> we just can't leave it, can we? No, because you know how he, Shrek says in the movie he's an onion, he has a lot of layers. You know, <laughs> okay, anyways. No, it's, it's a perfectly... I would be in the nerd club if I was at this high school. It's a perfectly legitimate It fits right in. We're good. Um, so let's go into more of these performances tonight. I think we had eight Britney performances. Eight. A lot of songs. A lot of songs in an hour and a lot of story yeah. with it, too, which yeah. was great. To go along with what Christy was saying, I did notice that they did more, like, acoustic-based, harmony-based performances tonight. We saw mm-hmm. it in, as she said, the crazy between Jacob and Marley. And then I loved Tina's trio with who was, who were the other two? I couldn't even remember um, because she was so good. I was focusing on her. She was so good. But that, that, was, was, that was unique, Alex Newell's character. Okay. And Joe. And Joe. Yeah. And Joe. Samuel Larson. And that was so good. And it was so simple. It wasn't this huge, like, glee production number where it's obviously pre recorded and it's like a big stage number or whatever. It was just the three of them sitting down in the room, harmonizing and just, like, totally giving us an amazing performance. Yeah. Yeah. But on the opposite end of that scale, we had um, Hold It Against Me at the beginning of the episode with Brittany and all the Cheerios. And that's just like glee at its biggest, you know, yes. like huge production yeah. number, full on. I mean, I happen to like that one. I thought it was a great start to the episode. I always like when they start with a high energy song versus See. something small. I liked they high could, energy, but I honestly wasn't that impressed by it for a first song. You and I always differ I on know, the songs. I know. <laughs> we always do this, but it's good. It makes good compliments. Yeah. I, I like high energy because it hooks all the audience in like right away, and then we're we're already watching. Yeah. Set, it sets the tone. Yes. And with Britney, that's what you expect. You expect a huge, dynamic, crazy performance. So what was refreshing and kind of just like something you appreciated was to slow it down. It was to rearrange it and make it acoustic. Mm-hmm. And like then you, that's when we really, I know that for all, we were just talking about how much we appreciated all of Britney's songs because you forget how good they really are, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think the songs reflect their emotions, too. At in the beginning of the episode, they were all, like, really excited. And then, like, throughout, when the songs got more calmer, the stories got more real. And it just a nice reflection of that. I, yeah, yeah I couldn't agree more with that, for sure. Um, but we also had, I think we uh, talked about this in our news and gossip, that they were going to do a boys and, and boyfriend uh, 
mashup. <laughs> and I loved it. Christy couldn't get enough. I could not get enough. I was like, keep this going. Okay, I just want to say, Artie has a really seductive voice. He does. Like, good. I'm just like, oh, excuse me, Artie. Let me just roll with you real quick. <laughs> and I personally can never get enough of Blaine's voice. I mean, oh, it's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. He's so charming, he too. Is. His performance is always great. It's so fun to watch. And they found a way to do those a mashup of that where it really worked, for me at least. I, I felt like it could have gotten weird very easily because those two songs are so different and it worked I, I was really happy with it and I'm totally going to download it as soon as I leave here just as an FYI at all of you. <laughs> I, I like the fact that Brittany what was she eating ear, uh, Oreos yeah she was oh, eating God. Oreos throughout the whole thing what was she not eating this episode True. Yeah. Oh, and, it, and I was like everything. getting hungry Me as too. I was watching her <laughs> craving all this junk food yeah. and then we went to Womanizer which we talked a little bit about um, crazy Jake being a pimp fun. in it yeah, I that was mean, fun, high energy. Fun, number. high energy, really well sung, I felt like. Yes. They, I mean, that was just like fierce, you know? And when Alex can perform, he goes all out. And I know that yes, me, you does. and I agree on this, Marissa, all the time, but yes. he just like, he just blows out of the park every time. He's a true performer. Oh my he God. He just brings everything. He just like literally leaves his heart on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so good. With Tina, too, in that song. Oh, God, yeah. They, they featured her more than other episodes in this one. Yeah, too. I love hearing Jenna sing. I feel like she never, she's a little underutilized on the show, so it's always fun to have her come yeah, in yeah. And, and belt it out because she's so good. And now, and now she can because Rachel's gone. So. Yeah. Hopefully you get to see more of her, too. Um, and then Marley and Jake, well, we talked about three, and then Marley and Jake uh, went ahead and did Drive Me Crazy with Aerosmith's Crazy as well. So another mashup we have going on there. You know what it reminded me of? Um, do you remember when Brittany... Um, performed with NSYNC and Aerosmith at the Super oh Bowl. Oh my god, yes. Oh one of my, my favorite Super Bowl performances <laughs> ever. That feels like so long ago. Huh? I know. So long ago. Just, That's when she was on point. Yeah. Like prime, like crazy abs. Oh god, Brittany, I love you. I know. I was just like, oh, and, just, and I think Justin and Brittany were still a couple back then. It was they just a were. whole different time. Right. Yeah. So opposite from oh. the Give Me More performance tonight... You know, what did uh, we think of them going that way with that performance? Did they were definitely kind of they were poking fun, poking fun. Yeah. It was reminiscent of Britney Spears' infamous VMA performance, um, trying to make a comeback. Did, when she was out of it, yeah, when she was out of it, yeah. not you know the strongest dancing. Did it didn't feel to me very Glee. I feel like Glee is a very up happy show, and it felt a little. Like, mean-spirited you know um, to it, go that direction with right. it. Right. You know what it was? I think it went a little too long. I think we would have gotten the point yeah. if Britney had just done, like, one verse and then and then they pulled her off stage. But they went on forever and ever with her eating the Cheetos, looking all drunk, you know? And Yeah, it yeah. just it felt like, yeah, because they like to honor people. I always felt like that was the point of these one-hour tribute episodes was to honor the artist. And Britney has so many great songs and so many great performances why go there with it? It just yeah. felt like it's fine to have a meltdown, but it just felt a little, I guess, out of bounds to me. I don't think it was needed because yeah. we, we could see throughout that whole episode she was having a downward spiral. And then just to have an extra performance to convey that, I don't... It, 
felt that or done it. Well, here's the thing. It's kind of like, I don't know if you guys remember when you actually watched that performance, the real Britney performance mm-hmm. at the VMAs. It was completely uncomfortable and it was very real. So I feel like as of you were watching that, you were kind of taken back to that emotion where it was like, oh my God, like this is real. And she really is going through something that's, you know, public and, right. you know, like legitimate. Mm-hmm. She's really really breaking down in front of everyone's eyes so I think they did it on purpose to kind of be like yeah Britney really does need some help so I get that it felt like a little bit long but I think it also the second message was if you're like the real message of Glee is you cannot lip sync and I think that I think they were just trying to say yeah in a lot of performances today in a lot of productions and concerts people lip sync and that's not okay, you know? There's a difference between a lip-synced production and a real, you know, performance with heart and voices. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I think the message was. I know. I completely understand that. I just felt like, I guess that I would have preferred to see maybe Britney lip-sync in the choir room or something, some smaller venue, and then have her come out and do, like, a stronger and a big way on uh, on that stage instead of have this long yeah. kind of mean spirited performance at least in my opinion but i totally get what they were trying to get across too. it was almost as if we were just being like hit over the head again and again and again mm-hmm. with each highlight from britney's meltdown mm-hmm. because yes. we did the you know shaving of the head thing we did that performance what didn't we do tonight you know so it was almost a little predictable and we kept on getting it she and didn't have kids yeah, she, she didn't, didn't have kids. Pop some kids. Not yet, at least. <laughs> I, I have to say, though, I, this may be because I loved Britney when I was 12, so I feel protective of the Britney I knew when I was 12. So yeah. that's fair, too. Um, and then we ended the episode with We Were All Dying. The oh, That song, why, oh, so why, good. why? But Marley singing every time. Which I like love that song. She did it love. justice. Oh, she I mean, really she did. did. I totally loved right. it. But we were all just like, oh, this she... song is so emotional. Yes, <laughs> right. Um, and it's also where we see Rachel painting over the fin in her dorm. There's a montage that happens with it, and just kind of it played on all those emotions that you felt throughout the episode. I thought that it was a nice way to tie up the episode and for sure. Th- this is where we were saying Marley has definitely proven herself in the vocal aspect thus mm-hmm. far the series but you know she might need a little bit work with the acting just a little bit, bit. but she's just, just getting started she's it's her first time on a huge national TV show you know, and she's probably used to singing. She's probably been classically trained or whatever her whole life. And maybe this acting gig's new for her. So she's yeah. still trying to, you know, warm up to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so should we get into some news and gossip? Yes. yes. Can we yes. need to take a break? After Buzz TV News. Um, I'll start us off with something. Um, so this Leah Michelle is going to be, she just signed um, a contract be, to be the new um, face of L'Oreal Cosmetics. So that's Ooh. super exciting. <laughs> and I think yeah. that this is her first big endorsement deal other than Skechers. Um, so that's always nice to be paired up with a cosmetic brand. Big stars do that. So she's definitely using the platform of Glee. And she joins Beyonce, J-Lo, Eva Longoria, big and Gwen names. Stefani mm-hmm. to do it. So There's some big names. That's big names. a big 
big deal. Good for and that's her. that's smart of L'Oreal. She is the it girl on TV right now. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think that she is one of the most recognizable faces from TV at this point. Her, Sofia Vergara, people yeah. like that are definitely making a name for themselves. And then um, the creator of Glee, Ryan Murphy, um, talked about that with all the changes that have happened on the show, um, he kind of has a really renewed passion for the series. Um, we've seen him move on to American Horror Story and some of his other projects, and uh, he has a new uh, sitcom on NBC as well. So it's nice to hear that he's not done with Glee, and he's still super actively involved um, in in the show. Um, he was telling The Hollywood Reporter that he loves the direction that Leah Michelle and Kate Hudson are taking, and I think we all agree that that's a super fun storyline. Um, and any other ones did you guys want to share? Yeah. So, okay. So, I was online and I saw on hitfix.com, um, Becca Tobin, they were interviewing her. She plays Kitty on the show, the mean cheerleader. What I thought was really interesting is that she actually said that that was her in high school. She admits that she kind of had a moon spirit and she wasn't the greatest person all the time. So, this character has really taken her back to that time and it's made her, made her see things kind of differently. So I thought that was really interesting, interesting that she's actually pulling from a real place. Mm -hmm. And it's very, like, wow, like, gutsy of her to actually admit that, you know, but also say that, hey, I'm realizing that maybe, you know, I wasn't the greatest person. <laughs> you yeah, know what I, mean, I want to change? A, that's a big thing to admit right. in a public spectrum, for sure. Exactly. And then uh, let's get a round of applause for this one. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> Okay, um, so Glee, the premiere actually had 8.1 million viewers last week, and that's oh, up 25% compared with its season three average. We're not alone nice. in being Glee. Right. right. And, up 10 <laughs> and then up 10% versus last year's graduation theme finale. So it is doing very well for a good start here. Excellent. Yeah. I think that's, that's great. So and the fourth season to come back stronger is a big feat for them. So woohoo! And we'll do a lightning round of predictions if we can. Lightning round. Lightning round. Fast, quick. And now you're after Buzz. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, being the Finchel fan that I am, I'm going to go with a prediction that Finn is going to come back and Rachel is going to have moved on a little bit and he's going to be yes. ridiculously heartbroken. So, in the next couple episodes, I think that's what's going to happen, Christy. I'm with you, Stephanie. I was going to say this same exact thing, except I, f I thought he would like maybe come up like come into the picture like right when her and Brody were like making out like in the middle of like a hookup or something like that because that would be like heartbreaking right <laughs> so heartbreaking to watch okay. for sure uh, well, uh, getting off the Finchel topic, mm. I, like, we see for next week that we see Sarah Jessica Parker's character. Yay! I'm excited. So excited. And I think she's going to be a complete foil to Cassandra July because Cassandra, she's really harsh. And I think Sarah Jessica Parker, she's going to be the soft, nurturing kind of character, hopefully. I hope so. We're Kurt, Kurt, right? Kurt, yeah. Yeah. I think Kurt. I Just believe like she's balance yeah, playing the editor at Vogue or, or, or a, somebody who works at Vogue. So yeah. that'll be fun right. to see. Kurt and Vogue. I just, that's a perfect pairing to me. I think you guys yeah. took all my predictions, but what I'd like to see, <laughs> what I'd puck? like to see is like, a, besides more Puck and Jake and 
Brody. Brody. <laughs> too many hot guys. Um, I want to see like a showdown performance between Marley and Kitty. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It's on. It's on. It is on. Uh, it's that on. was a kitty. <laughs> <laughs> More like a devil, girl. That was like a devil. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you so much for watching, guys. I'm Stephanie Wanger, and you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Wanger. Christy? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at MissyLo, M-I-S-S-C underscore L-O. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. That's Marissa Movies, M-A-R-I-S-A Movies. Oh, that's a good idea, given the Instagram. My Instagram is Sarah with an H, Grace Mendoza. And my Twitter is at Sarah with an H, Mendoza. Was that confusing? No, I, I <laughs> know. It. No, no not that. Too much going on. Well, until next time, Gleeks, thanks for watching. Gleeks. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.